right. Well, welcome to the Robo Show. I'm your host, Chad Robo Show, and I've got a really great guest on today, uh, Travis Nordy. Uh Travis is a brother recon marine and uh, wrote a really cool book uh, called All It Takes. If you guys are familiar with the recon community, we have a really cool saying that uh, all it takes is all you got. It's kind of a simple statement, but, uh, but a super powerful statement. And I think it's not, nothing more fitting than a young guy uh, that wants to become a recon Marine and ask the question, you know, how do I become a recon Marine or what do I have to do? And you know, all it takes is all you got. And uh, good to have you on Travis. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. Um, thanks for the invite. Uh, that's really what the, the book is for is for um, those willing to maybe add a little purpose to their life, uh, choose that difficult job of becoming a recon Marine. And uh, at least when I was joining, I did a bunch of research, um, trying to find all the things I needed to do, um, swimming, training, everything I possibly could. And I didn't really find much. I mean, there's all, there was definitely stuff on the internet back then, but, um, that's what this book's really for is for the, uh, those lap mover Marines trying to go recon, attend the basic reconnaissance course, those in high school, maybe college that are looking to, um, make recon the job of choice uh for them and this book really gives a lot of uh of that insight to the actual basic constants course and what it takes to graduate yeah well i want to tell everybody why you know you're qualified to you know write this book to author this book and um and why people should buy it because uh because of your inside knowledge and also why we have you on the show you uh, not only a staff sergeant in the Marines, but uh, you uh, you didn't start off as a recon Marine. You were a crew chief on a CH-46. It was. Which is, yeah. uh, is kind of cool. And uh, you've probably seen some recon Marines jumping out of your helicopter and like, I want to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> but, it, but then you attended BRC, basic reconnaissance course in 2013. and served as a recon Marine at 1st Recon Battalion uh, 2013 to 2017. And then uh, became a BRC instructor. And, uh, and so you're not just given this from the only experience of going through BRC, but, uh, but as an instructor and seeing so many uh, young aspiring recon Marines come to the course and fail the course or quit or, or for whatever reason. And um, man, I, I got to tell you, uh, my experience, you know, I, I went to BRC in February of 1995 uh, is a lot different than it is now. And that didn't mean better for worse. I'm not saying like, I, you know, like I'm the old school guy and it was, it was so hard when I went through, it was just so much different. Like I spent two months in rip with a bunch of gatekeepers, you know, trying to keep me out. Like you'll never be in my community, zip tying us to flagpoles and putting sprinklers on us <laughs> and all kind of just terrible stuff. And, and uh, just trying to keep us from the community. Then you get to BRC and I, w I went to BRC and I was running a, I was running a, a 1633 mile. I was like super, super small and like real quick guy. And uh, it broke me. It, it, it broke. I graduated running like 20, like 21, 21, 30, like uh, three miles. So my, my runtime went down. I, my body was broken. I could barely even walk. Uh, my IT bands hurt so bad. I remember like we get done after the, you know, go up to the barracks and I could barely even make up the stairs. And I'm like trying to just pull myself through this course. And this course broke me. And then just recently, I was over at, uh, and I'd say just recently, like probably last you know, a couple of years ago, I was over, I, I did a, I get to go, I go visit the school whenever I can. 
but uh, I was a guest speaker there and I got, you know, guest speaker, I got to um, shake all the guys' hands and hand them their certificate when they graduated. And as I shook all these guys' hands, I, I remember like feeling like these guys had like meaty palms. They were still like dried hands from the, from the base, but they're like meaty palms. They felt like in shape and they were, these guys weren't broken guys. There were guys that were built up. And, uh, and I even noticed that when I just went to first recon battalion, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there talking to all the guys at first recon battalion and it's like, feel like you're talking to look, you're looking at the guys and look like a professional sports team. There's a big difference between the old school way of just breaking guys and being gatekeepers to building just incredible recon Marines. And, uh, and I got to tell you as an instructor, like you guys have done a great job. I mean, the course has like physical therapists and running coaches and swimming coaches and everything. And so before we get into the book and, and, and how to be a recon Marine, uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, the contrast of the evolution of being a, a community that just wants to gatekeep everyone out to building just real good recon Marines. Absolutely. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. When I, when I went through BRC, um, every, everyone that goes through, it was always harder when I went. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's when, when I went, uh, it was exactly how hard I thought it would be and 10 times harder than that. Um, just waking up each morning and staying motivated, um, going through getting broken. I think, uh, I grew up surfing, um, most of my life, uh, in Hawaii and I was very comfortable in the water before I arrived. I was not as comfortable in the water when I left, uh, just because, uh, <laughs> Hey, give them another brick and, uh, you know, go down bottom sample, bottom sample. It was a little bit of the gatekeeper, thing for me just because I went through as an NCO and at the time the NCOs were like we expect more out of you so we're going to give you more um yeah I remember going to bed at night uh watching motivational films on YouTube uh I wrote down why I wanted to be there this is the job I've you know waited my whole life for um and just rereading that each morning, each night before bed, just to stay motivated to keep going through. Um, it, it is hard. It does take everything you have. And uh, I definitely saw that as a student. And I remember that going through as an instructor. And the course really has improved um, a ton from when I was a student to when I was instructor. And even from the short time I haven't been an instructor, I left in at the end of 2019. And the last two years, it's already increased Um exponentially in the uh product that it puts out the new recon marines that graduate um they're stronger they're faster they're more able more capable um, we've added the shooting um portion to the course so they're they're not only stronger faster um uh, better in the water on land um physically and but smarter, they're also, and smarter too right they're yeah. smarter yeah they're uh they're they're learning a lot of uh you know scientific stuff um, they're advancing through getting ready for dive school, uh, upon graduating the course and, and they're shooting now. So they're getting that good foundation of, uh, marksmanship beyond the infantry training battalion after boot camp, And then that goes right into your workups, um, for deployment. Uh, so it's great. Because that, now there's a, there's a the legitimate pipeline, right? They, they, oh, yeah. they don't start off at BRC. They start off at, uh, at, uh, Martin Marines waiting recon training or is it called different now? Yeah, uh, it's, it's still Martin Marines waiting recon training and now it's the RTAP, um, uh, recon training assessment program. Um, it was 
uh, your basic recon preparation course yep. when I was an instructor there. Um, so the names keep changing and I do mention that in the book, um, but it's, it's all just development. Um, Marines waiting recon training is more of a, if classes are really full, it's like you're literally waiting to train. Um, they still get some good PT in and uh, they're definitely not getting weaker um, during that time, but it is a kind of a holding platoon getting ready for the uh, pre-BRC RTAP course and then BRC when they finally attend that. Um, a lot of guys in MART will be practicing. They might be between the prep course and BRC and they're just working on swimming, finning. So you're staying busy. Uh, physical fitness yeah. doesn't end. Um, yeah. So it's, it's definitely like a, a pre MART is like a pre and in between holding phase, um, between the courses. And then they graduate BRC, they go, uh, pre-dive, combat dive, jump free fall sear oh yeah they're they're uh pipelining them through it everything uh so they'll split it between the class sometimes there's not a di uh, dive school seats or airborne school seats free fall school seats and airborne's a prerequisite for free fall so some of the class will attend dive first some of the class all the graduates some of those class will go to airborne and then uh upon graduating all those they'll get their orders to first second or third recon battalions um, which so is great because they're, sh they're showing up ready. with all the insertion skills and, the, and they're qualified recon marines and they're ready to do a workup and deploy absolutely yeah um because yeah, there's, there's nothing worse at least when i checked into um first recon battalion after graduating brc i went straight to airborne first i think so it was still pretty fast but it wasn't another year and a half before I went to dive. So all those dive training, amphibious phase stuff that the rest of my platoon was doing, I couldn't do, I had to wait on, or I was a safety yeah. swimmer or something like that. But now it's every, everyone's getting the training, um, getting ready for that deployment and you get all your best guys on the dive team, you get all your best guys on a free fall team and then uh, start getting really ready to go deploy and do work. So this episode of the Robo Show is brought to you by Iron-Neck com. Our neck is uh, the world's number one neck strengthening device. You guys don't know, in uh, 2006, I was in Afghanistan and uh, broke my neck. And uh, if you want to read about how, that story, a crazy story of how I broke my neck, uh, it's in my book, and I'm for advantage. You can go and check it out. But coming back from Afghanistan, uh, after that's when I had all my big MMA fights and if my neck and the VA wanted to do fusion and I refused to do fusion and I just opted to just strengthen my neck, keep my neck strong. Uh, so since man, all these years fighting through all my fights and MMA and jiu-jitsu, I've always been very important that I keep the muscles of my neck strong because the, the bones in my neck are broken off and so I don't have that stability. And so neck strengthening has always been a very important thing to me. I've always just improvised ways to do it, using body weight, using different kind of improvised things that I'd make up. But now... Uh, I don't have to do that anymore because I have an, an R neck uh, device, which helps me to uh, not only strengthen my neck, but, uh, but do it in a safe way. The, the way the device works is that, you know, it's, it, it's on a rotator. So it, as you move your neck, the ro the point of uh, where the tension is actually moves uh, around your head. And so super uh, effective and safe way to strengthen your neck. And whether you have a neck injury or not, I think in uh, in sports or just in, in, in life, it's really important to have a good, strong 
uh, neck. If your neck's strong, your hips are strong, your body's going to be strong. And so check it out, iron-neck.com. If you enter promo code ROBYSHOW, uh, R-O-B-I-C-H-A-U-X, my last name, you'll get 10% off. And uh, I'm really doing this because I, I love it myself. And I want everybody out there, especially those with bad necks, to be able to take care of themselves. And so I really thought it was a great product to push out and partner with. And uh, these guys are pretty awesome. They're a Texas-based company. Iron-neck.com. Yeah, I, I'm not – as an old-school recon Marine, I'm not mad. I'm, like, super <laughs> yeah. proud. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not like, man, why did, get, why did they get that? We didn't get that. I'm, like, just super, super proud of where the community is right now. Yeah, I think it's great that there's – there's probably a level of jealousy at, you know, older guys possibly in the, in the platoons, but it's just, it's only better. Um, that's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with uh, getting fully qualified guys um, there and ready just, to deploy. I really had wanted to go to free fall school. Like I remember like that was like what I seen as a recon marine guys jumping out of planes at 36,000 feet. And, and uh, I, it took me, you know, almost, almost five years for between four and five years to go to free fall school. And, but then I went to the Army uh, Free Fall School, and now the Marine Corps, for those who, you know, for everybody listening, the Marine Corps has their own. And, uh, you know, not trying to be compare in competition, but I am. <laughs> I, I've, I've, uh, I'm told that it's, it's a uh, Marine Corps probably has the best free fall program out there. It's great. Uh, I, it took me two or three years before I went to free fall. Um, I was on a dive team, so I didn't need to free fall on deployment or anything. Um, so I was on a dive team and I stuck with diving, did a lot of that underwater stuff. And, uh, but free fall school was fantastic. I think my instructor that flew with me in the sky, he had over 10,000 jumps or something. It was insane. Just the highest quality level free fallers teaching, um, that some of the best training for sure. I, and I don't, I haven't been to any other free fall courses, but I can't imagine they're much better than ours. <laughs> yeah well um, i mean just to come out of a pipeline i, I, I was down when i was down speaking at first recon battalion like a couple months ago they uh one of the uh team leader, team leaders showed me a video of this he just he was because he was blown away because he was like from my generation you know, close to my generation he was like just blown away this in this video of this lance corporal like 19 years old jumping a 500 pound bundle at like thirty thousand feet and it's like man like a 19 year old kid jumping a 500 pound barrel you know uh yeah it's just it's insane it's so if you're young young guy out there want to do something cool and get right into it you know you know the marine corps uh and i, I definitely encourage people you may have a different opinion and i, I want to know your opinion on it i encourage uh people to do the brc contract um i know you you elat moves so it's a different story for you but uh I, in the past i would have rec recommended people to lap move that way they got older more mature they knew they were what they were doing but now they just there's so much information out there in the ability for a young kid to be able to prepare before his body's broken and banged up like you know that's why i love this book you, you wrote this book uh that a kid could just grab a book like this and make the right decisions to show up prepared and there's no reason if you show up to this school prepared there's no reason you shouldn't graduate unless you just don't really want to do it and uh you know, when I say you show up, that means you, you got there because you qualified to be there. And now you're there qualified. The only reason you wouldn't pass is because you're yourself, um, especially with all this information. So I, I recommend, I'm recommending the kids get the recon contract. What do you, what's your opinion there? You, you, could, you could disagree with me, by the way. <laughs> no, I absolutely, absolutely get the recon contract. Um, 
the, the younger you are, the better it is. Um, you're that not always. I, the, some Marines, they get a lot faster, stronger as they, you know, those first few years in, cause they're running PFTs with constantly and stuff. But with all the information out there and it, let's say you're, you know, a sophomore, junior in high school, you could, you know, join track, cross country, swim, go to the YMCA, you have all this free time to, you know, have a job or kids or things like that. Uh, you have books like this, you can read, give you all the knowledge and everything you need to, um, to succeed. And uh, you never guaranteed a contract later. Um, lat moving is still difficult. Um, so if it's what you want to do and you know that, then absolutely try to get that contract um, as soon as you can. Um, but if you don't, I wouldn't say it's over. But just like with me, you know, no. you keep keep trying, uh, get there eventually. Um, but yeah, that that contract's important. Uh, definitely work to get that. If, that, if you know what that's what you want to do, absolutely go do it um, as soon as possible. So before we get into again, we could get into the book, but. We were talking about decision-making process and somebody making a decision to, to go to BRC to pursue being a reconnaissance Marine. Why recon over MARSOC? I have my own opinions, but. Um, well, recon, at least for a younger guy, you can get a contract initially straight out, straight bef like before boot camp. Um, so that would be the easier option if you're just now joining. Not right. not easier as in like you're gonna graduate the school easier, <laughs> but easier as in uh, a more direct route. Um, with right, you can MARSOC. you can get a you can get an enlistment contract as recon marine. You cannot as MARSOC. MARSOC's like the reenlistment type deal. Exactly, MARSOC was is any MOS. You're gonna have to do that for probably two to three plus years, and then uh, attempt MARSOC. But if you're if you want that community and that that lifestyle and that job, and you're just not joining the recon contract, absolutely um, go straight into it. If you can't, then you can lab move like myself, or maybe move on to Mark Sock later. But um, I'd say that's the benefit with getting a recon contract, especially younger guys that aren't currently in the Marine Corps. Um, but as far as community goes, I think even guys that were recon that went Marsoc, uh, most of them, at least a good majority that I've talked to say the community and like the work is uh, better in recon. Um, they yeah. enjoy their time the brotherhood. better, brotherhood stronger, um, maybe less political possibly. Uh, just, just that there's a, it's a better uh, unit cohesion and um, uh, to community that we're a very yeah. strong community that I'm not sure Marsoc is, they're, they probably have a strong community, but I don't think it's as strong as the recon community. It's bigger, uh, which is, you know, smaller is always more intimate. Mm -hmm. For me, it's the mission. Like, uh, you know, MARSOC and recon are not, you know, apples to apples. It's two different missions. So I think yeah. you know, really understand what you do. I, I loved, I've always loved the reconnaissance mission. Um, you know, especially even being as a young guy, I picked up on it right away. Like I'm going to gather battlefield intelligence for the unit commanders to be able to make decisions and, you know, how to keep people alive and just that support element of uh, the overall Marine Corps mission that being that support element and going out and, and providing that, being eyes and ears on the battlefield for the unit commanders is uh, just something I always just, I, I just dug the mission and thought it was cool. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, man, doing like a, 
come off a of LCU and launch a Zodiac and swimming in and doing a confirmatory beach report and that, that kind of mission. It's just, just cool to me. I, I just liked it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's definitely supporting the Marine Corps. Um, the mission is different. Personally, the foreign intent, uh, foreign internal defense that MARSOC does um, is, I, I, it may be mean or uh, yeah. not true, but it seems like you're just a, you know, a combat instructor teaching, you know, foreign, foreign people how to fight and it's not the best trained people. Um, you're making them better and working with, it's, it's a great mission for the United States, but it's not, you're not supporting the Marine Corps directly at MARSOC yeah. where recon it's direct support of, um, the Marine Corps. And if you love the Marine Corps, you want to support Marines, then that's, you know, recon yeah. the way to go. Yes. I love that, man. I love the, I love the job. Uh, so the book, what, what's, uh, let's break down the book. Uh, first of all, to get into the book, what I've been told that from beginning to end from somebody that it's still, it was, and still probably like 75 to 80% of the people that begin the process from the very beginning to the end become recon Marines. Is that accurate or? Yeah, it's probably it's probably still accurate. I think uh, with modern BRC course and that that new RTAP, um, technically people that fail out of RTAP didn't fail BRC, so they're just messing with numbers to make it appear right, like right. more people are graduating. But yeah, it's probably about eighty percent um, unsuccessful rate. Uh, that yeah, that's what I mean. From the very beginning, people leaving the four weeks of SOI, like those yes. guys, to being a recon marine. Yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard his numbers kind of skewed. Like, oh, it can only like, but I mean, if you make it to BRC, I mean, technically, if you make it into the BRC class, you should graduate. Yes, right. Not everybody does, but <laughs> but you it's should. Still, you still, yeah, it's still a possibility of failing. Um, the strong possibility of failing. It's you're not just because you made it to BRC doesn't mean you're going to graduate. But it that if you make it to BRC, it is better than it used to be. But there's also yeah two four months of additional training before you make it to brc that wasn't there before and that's where right. people are going to drop out yeah I mean that's where I mean, even in old school i mean we had rip and that's rip was a just a giant weeding out process you had the end the doc which now is assessment selection and the end doc would be like you know you have like 50 marines there that are all like studs coming from representing the marine corps you know they pick two <laughs> and oh, they yeah. build up a, a rip class out of that and then, and then they just trashed a rip class and break everybody and then you have a few guys that make it the unit and bitch to go to brc so yes yeah, same process different names yes uh, but then but then you know at brc while you're there just so many support mechanisms do you talk about that in the book to support like the the all the people there the that are there like the resources oh like um like medical, like, tra physical trainer yeah. stuff. Like uh, I don't really mention a lot of that in in the book. Um, it's more more focused on the individual and what they can do and what is expected of them. Um, so we'll just and let's just touch on that real quick. Who, who's there and, and why are they there? Uh, physical trainers are there um, to maintain health. Uh, it's you know stress fractures is a, a big thing there. Rucking with a lot of weight. Um, there's uh, so there's a large medical support with, uh, Navy corpsmen's, uh, special amphibious reconnaissance corpsmen are there. Um, that's, that's the most helpful 
organization. There's civilians, professional athletic training civilians that are there as well. And I'd say the most important part of that course is staying healthy the best you can. And that's probably, in my opinion, the biggest support um, yeah. aided to the students while they're there is the recovery and injury prevention that's provided um, for those that seek it out um, at the school. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening and, and to help you, if you're listening and you're aspiring to do this job, like kind of sift through it for you, the goal of the schoolhouse is for you to graduate, not to, I mean, they're putting all the resources there for you to graduate, not to, you know, their mission is not to fail you. The mission is to find the very best and most qualified uh, people to do the job because, you know, if you're an instructor, you're probably, you or your friends are going to deploy with these guys later. So you want the best guys there. Uh, so there's going to be any, any shortcuts or, or any uh, leeway for, if, for people who are, aren't cut out for it, but the resources are there. Like they want you to graduate. They want to give you every possible uh, means to graduate and, um, you know, being physically prepared, being mentally prepared and important, but understanding that uh, the only person in really in the way of you not graduating yourself um, and not making a decision. I always tell guys, make a, make a pre-decision, make a decision in advance. I'm here to graduate. I'm going to, my IT bands are going to be blown out. I'm going to get bronchitis every, I'm going to have, I'm at some point during this process, I'm going to have a legitimate reason to quit. And so decide in advance when that legitimate reason surfaces, what are you going to do? How you respond to it? I'm going to graduate to school, like make the decision in advance because you will at some point want to quit and justify quitting. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of what I, I was bringing up with knowing why you want to be there. Um, and making that decision, that mentality of, I'm going to graduate this course. And yeah. once you make that decision, I'm going to graduate this course, and you have a why, it's, you know, maybe the dream job. Everybody has a different why of why they do things. Um, but understanding and knowing your personal reasons for wanting to graduate the course um, is huge. And I think coming, going through as a student, you'll think these instructors hate me. They're, they're not, uh, they're trying to make me fail this and that or whatever, but going through as an instructor, it's, it's actually the opposite. Uh, and you might even see that as a student, especially nowadays, as the courses improved and become better, and, uh, making recon Marines, um, as an instructor, I, if I saw a student struggling with a, you know, a breaststroke in the pool, um, maybe there's a group of them, there's five or six, there's enough instructors there, especially now that at least when I was there, I'd pull those students aside. They, they might be running 16, 30, 17 minute runs on land, but they're struggling with this breaststroke. They'll get pulled aside by an instructor and they'll get to work on it. Um, instructors are really there to help uh, get guys to graduate. They want people to graduate. It's, it's the goal of the school. We need recon Marines, um, but we, you also have to meet the standard. And, and I mentioned that in the book as well, just because you want it really bad, doesn't mean you're gonna make it. Um, that's where a lot of that preparation comes in and understanding your weaknesses, working on them. If, you, if your weakness is swimming, work on swimming. If it's running, if it's rucking, all those things, uh, those are things you can work on. So it, it really is up to you, but the instructors are gonna help, um, a lot, help you along with those weaknesses as well while you're there. But it is better to not have too many weaknesses before you arrive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah all right so you know finally let's uh break down the book 
of what's the, how you have the book structure. That's, you know, what's, what do you want to share about the book and what someone expect from reading it? Um, all right. Well, I, I give uh, a little bit of introduction of, you know, what recon is, uh, as you know, some people join the Marine Corps might not even have ever heard of recon or anything. Uh, there's people from all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, so just a, a brief explanation of what recon is a little bit of preparation. Um, there's a chapter on that pre BRC Mart RTAP, um, and what happens there. And then I kind of go through each phase of training, what, what to expect, how to prepare for it, um, where students tend to fail, um, how you can maybe study and find, you know, other students to work with and study with things like that. And then, um, I go into physical tests, all the physical tests you'll be taking for airborne dive school, you know, the PFT, the CFT, just Marine Corps stuff that what is expected. Um, the basic gist of that is, Hey, there's a long distance run followed usually by a bunch of body weight workouts, like pull-ups, push-ups, crunches, sit-ups, those things like that. And, um, little tips and stuff about how to get better at each and every one of those. And then I have a chapter on running specifically swimming specifically and hiking or ruck running specifically. Um, I'd say that the longest chapter and for a good reason is the swimming chapter just because swimming um, is right up front. It's the first thing you're going to do at BRC. It's what most people are failing. Um, usually the only students that excel or do really great at swimming and even they're struggling is uh, people that swim in high school or college, like on a water polo team or something like that. But uh, so so, when you say swimming, are you, is, are you differentiating swimming and thinning or, or yes. you mean swimming? Yes, yeah, swimming, like just camis, uh, utility, the uniform and boots um, or not just take We're talking breaststroke side, breaststroke, side stroke, right? That's the options. Absolutely. Uh, breaststroke, side stroke, those are time swims. And that'll, that'll probably be the easiest thing to overcome is just, hey, swim and lap you know, there and backs as fast as you can. Um, but also bottom samples, treading bricks, rifles, um, techniques for that. You know, there's different treading techniques like the egg beater and the frog kick and how to develop those uh, muscles and skills for, for the swimming portion. And by the, by the way, uh, for the young aspiring recon marine listening, when he says bottom samples, the uh, DRC is not conducting at an eight foot pool. It's 16 foot pool. 16 and a half, 16 and a half and a half foot matters. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. Uh, and you got oh, go down 16 feet. Well, we're not talking about going out. We're up, down, up, down, up, down to the point to your intentional point to where you're hypoxic, right? That's probably one of your goals as instructors, making them. Yeah. Hypoxic. It, it, by the end, by the time they're done with uh, bottom sample, there'll be 40 minutes of bottom samples. Um, one every minute gathering bricks from the bottom and passing those here. At the time at the surface, you're not catching your breath. You're, you know, treading a brick and passing it to a buddy, and then going back down to the bottom again. And so, there's a there's a sense of panic that gets induced, especially during that training event, which I explain in the book. Um, and it it really just builds a that strong mentality. It's like that's that's a moment where a lot of people are going to want to quit. Like I can't breathe. I'm tired. Um, this this sucks because it does suck. <laughs> and uh yeah. it's just like if you have that mentality like you said earlier i'm going to graduate you're going to get through that event and it's going to end it's and then your your day continues and 
you train again the next day. Um, but yeah, I understand. Inside, insider tip, and I, I was an instructor there. I was a RIP instructor, well, a BRC instructor. So insider tip for everybody listening, and this they they scared. They can't kill you. They're everybody, these guys, the instructors do not want to kill you because they're going to be a lot of trouble if if instructor student dies on them. So that's a good thing to always add in my mind. They're not going to let me die. No. I, that may let me pass out. <laughs> they may, but uh, they're going to resuscitate me and, and I'll be back in training, no problem. So uh, yeah, that's a good thing. That. And, and the instructors, <laughs> I, I, I probably spent the most of my time at BRC at the pool. Um, I was a, a patrol phase instructor. I did stuff at the amphib phase and uh, a lot of pool time. And instructors understand what a panicked face looks like. Someone who might be struggling, they're going to, they're going to keep everything safe. And if you need to be pulled out of the pool, you're probably, you're going to get pulled out of the pool. They're, they're not going to let you drown. Um, they, we hardly ever let anyone black out. Some kids black out, but they're not even under the water before they're pulled out. Um, if yeah. that happens. So it's, it is a very safe environment. Um, there's so much. I had a shadow. I had a shadow. I back out at a. I was uh, in the quiz school, and uh, which which was terrible. I, I thought awesome. I thought the quiz school the hard, the water portion was harder for me in the quiz school than BRC. I agree. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> when I went through McQuist, yeah, okay. I thought it was harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I had a shadow back out there, which I think they they care there. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think BRC has that reputation of being difficult. So we, they, we make it very safe, um, especially in the pool. It, they definitely don't take anything, make anything more dangerous than it needs to be. It's already hard and we yeah. understand that um, it doesn't need to be, you know, dangerous, dangerous. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's safe, but it is a, a part where that mentality is going to be tested. Um, and that's one to overcome. So that's where I, I spent a lot of time discussing that in the book, in the swimming chapter. And then also, as you mentioned with finning, um, the finning portion of the book is placed in within the amphibious phase chapter um, and how to fin. Cause there's, that's just something different that no one does, at least as far as I know, before they join the military. Um, it shocked me. I mean, my, my uh, I was always great. We all grew up in Southern Louisiana, not Hawaii, but our water was a lot different, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. uh, but uh, you got some clearer water than I had growing up. But, but uh, man, I, I mean, I was just super comfortable in the water and I'm like the water part, no problem. And I was just good, good swimming and I put fins on and I'm like, and I was like a piece of driftwood, man. I couldn't propel myself, my oh, yeah. hip flexures, my ankles. It, it took a while to get my body accustomed to finning. And I'm thankful for rip. Cause if it wasn't for rip, I, I wouldn't have passed BRC cause I wouldn't have made the 10 times, but oh, yeah. uh, the rip really prepared me. But, yeah, so put those fins on before you go down there. Yeah, fin. I, I think I I wrote in the book kick harder like probably two or three times. Because um, <laughs> that even for me, I grew up uh, snorkeling, spear fishing, all that stuff. That doesn't help much or at all with finning uh, military style finning. Uh, it's just very different. Your muscles will get used to it. Uh, there's a lot of time spent in mart and R tap finning. Uh, hours a day sometimes that will prepare students and it, it does a pretty good job of preparing students for amphib phase by the time they get there they're solid but you're gonna have to push yourself um and push past that discomfort and the hip flexors and ankles and things like that yeah. me I, I think our time was we left the beach with our rucks and all of our combat equipment broke the surf 
hit a buoy, one nautical mile, 2,000 meters, came and hit the surf again, the time stopped. We had a 56 minute. Uh, we had 56 minutes to do that. Is that still about the same? It's about the same. I think it's 60 minutes. Okay. Um, this, this new generation with their extra yeah, four six, 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> they let you, uh, they let you get past the surf. Once you're past the surf, they start at the time, but that, that includes currents, all that stuff. Um, if it's a bad current one day. Yeah. You get the littoral drift working against you and, uh, yeah, working against you. Uh, I mentioned the treadmill. Well. We're, you know, ask the instructor, which way is the current pushing? If you can't see it, uh, no experience in the ocean, things like that. It's stuff to look out for, ask questions. Um, instructors are there to help. And you're letting a class, letting a class decide which way the littoral drift is going and uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, everything's set up for success. Um, if you're pushing hard, you'll make it, you're going to make the time. It's just, it's, it's a sprint. It's not a, it's not a paced event. No, it's kick as hard as you can for an hour. It probably less if you, if most, most students come in in the 50, low 50 minutes range. Um, they have till 60, but most, most time by the time they get there, then the low fifties, mid fifties range. Yeah. Uh, some are like at 30 something minutes, which is insane to me. I still can't. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's it. <laughs> They caught a they caught a good uh, current is what that happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, those guys out there they're just beasts, man. Um, you know, you're doing it, and you're not. It's not an individual event. It's a in a buddy team. Oh, it's individual. Individual. Uh, okay. Beginning is an individual event. Um, just there and back pushing a ruck. Uh, I know. I think it buds and maybe even the Raiders. I'm not 100 percent sure that they'll, they'll fin ruckless. So that, yeah. So at you get there and, have, get there and have no gear. <laughs> you're pushing a ruck with uh, with a pig egg in it probably 35 45 pounds pushing yep. that um for an hour as fast as you can rubber rifle rubber rifle yeah so it's it's equipment you got students will have a vest on with a knife uh fins snorkel goggles um yep. rubber rifle pack all that so that it's gonna increase some drag uh, it's definitely a good hard yep. effort for a long hour we did we were on our side uh, I knew you guys made that transition into snorkel because I think that happened like around maybe 2000. We were, we were in our, our side, side stroke uh, and uh, no, no, uh, no snorkel. So we're side stroke and, um, and dragging our, our ruck. Okay. Back yeah. in, back in my day. And, uh, and then the, I think that was a good adjustment. And also it's just a good, a good transition over to combat dive. You, know, you face oh, down yeah. in the water. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure, at least when I went through and at amphib phase, you're still required to have your head and eyes out of the water um, yeah. for, for the fins pushing the ruck. But it is a good transition because you have your elbows tight, holding your ruck, uh, looking forward, um, kicking as hard as you can. So, um, yeah, it's it's different. It's a hard effort. I think I failed my first fin at BRC, even with lots of practice, um, and then passed the second two. Um, it's It takes it takes a good amount of work to get through that, but it's just pushing. It's that it, everything when it comes down to it is that mentality. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to do what it takes and uh, yeah. you'll get through. Yep. All it takes is all you got. Exactly. Um, what else? I mean, we, we talking a lot about the amphib phase because, you know, we know, we both know that's the one that gets people. Um, but I think another one that I'm, I mean, for me, my peers going through the big one was always land nav. Land nav's a big, 
big factor still is a lot of guys be able to nap. Yes. Um, and that's one of the things that, uh, you, if you've made it to BRC, you've already passed land nav because now land nav is in the RTAP phase. Ah, so that's, I like where, that. I like that's that. where those numbers kind of get going. Could because a lot of people fell land nav, um, to have a higher graduation rate at BRC, we're going to move land nav to RTAP. Um, so, uh, you get a lot of good classes. The instructors are very good at teaching land nav out there. Um, it, you get plenty of practice, but that is a very difficult skill and it's a perishable one as well. Um, I did land nav uh, last weekend with the NROTC group here at CU Boulder. And uh, I, I was shocked at how much worse I got at it. I still got all my points and everything. I yeah. did great, but um, it's, it's a perishable skill. It's uh, something definitely pay attention to. Don't fall asleep in that class. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, BRC, you have to... You ha- I mean, right out the gate, you have to train to associate. You have to have the ability to train to associate. Am I wrong? Like, oh yes. You can't just you can't just dead wreck and you can't just put a plot and stare at the compass and start walking. You have to be able to look at a map. Uh, and and t- I mean, for me, I remember we had to take off running to make our oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you're definitely not wasting time. Uh, moving quickly, run if you have to. Terrain association. Um, I don't know how many listeners are going to understand that, but like when you see a map and you want look at your terrain features, you're going to have to like see the 3d in your mind, kind right. of the, uh, what's, what's coming out of that map and what everything means, understanding that, um, Marines have a pretty good advantage because they get exposed to land navigation, um, at boot camp and a little bit of ITB. But the corpsmen that go through probably don't have too much land navigation stuff. So they're learning from scratch usually. But um, those that pay attention and like really study and understand terrain features, how to use a compass, uh, they'll get through it. But it, it's it's a learning skill. Um, I don't feel sorry for the Sarks because if they can't pass land now, they're not going to pass 18 Delta. Exactly. <laughs> they, they got a lot of, they have a pretty <laughs> difficult pipeline to get through for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, I'm so I'm so thankful you wrote this book. Um, I get, you know, just my social media platform. I get tons of young kids that are writing me and asking me for advice and insights and um, and about to just, you know, now instead of ask, answering all the questions, I could just say, hey, grab this book. All it takes, you know, Staff Sergeant Nordy was there as an instructor. He knows what it takes and in, uh, in, in being a resource. So. Thank you for writing this. Um, anything else you want to add about the book before we wrap it up? Basically that, uh, I just, I, I wrote it for those guys that are out there seeking the questions and want the answers. And those, those people that really take the time to prepare for BRC, which is highly encouraged. It's a very difficult course for everyone. There's, you get, there's so much going on, uh, so much being tested that any advantage you can have attending that course is a huge bonus. And that's really what I, I did it for is that I, I want to make sure individuals that care about progressing in their life and doing a job, um, that there was a resource out there for them. And, uh, that's, that's all I wanted to do is if it helps, you know, if you guys graduate, then I did my job. Well, man, it's, it's on Amazon. So grab it on Amazon. If you're, if, if you want to go to BRC and you're not willing to spend, uh, 
you know, whatever, what's it, 10 bucks or 10 bucks on ebook. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not willing to spend 10 bucks or what's the hard copy? Uh, 25, I think right now. 25 bucks. You're not willing to spend, you know, a t-shirt, hundred bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not willing to spend that on preparing for the course, then you're probably not going to graduate. Uh, I'll just be straight up with you. I mean, it's, you have to be prepared. And uh, if you have this kind of resource out there and you don't, you don't have the mindset of uh, doing your research and preparing, you know, you probably don't even deserve to, to graduate. So uh, prepare yourself. This is a great resource. Um, you're in a, you're in the MESET program. Those who don't know what it is, you're transitioning from enlisted to offshore. And you got like the, one of the best gigs in the military. You're getting paid full-time job paid to go to college right now. Absolutely. Colorado, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, super happy for you. That's, that's amazing. And, uh, and uh, look forward to just, you know, staying in touch with you and following up and seeing how your career is going. And, and uh, man, I hope, hope to see you as a, as a recon officer one day. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll make sure we push the book out and uh, guys uh, follow, follow Travis on, on social media and uh, wish him, wish him well. And as a transition to be an officer, even to go on the dark side. <laughs> yes. I hear all the time. I know. And, yeah. uh, and even if you're not, if, you, if you're not aspiring to be a recon Marine, still get this book because it's just super cool read and uh, great information. Uh, really inside look and uh, on the, the training to become what I believe one of the best special operations jobs in the military, being a reconnaissance Marine. All it takes, all you got. Uh, thanks so much for listening. God bless.